2: Wrestle me, Mike. Wrestle me, Pete. Some people have accused Mark Haynes of being a druid. <laughs> I don't know where that's true. I like the way they say it like a terrible word. <laughs> as well,
1: being a druid seems really benign.
2: Yeah, it re- they just seem like just wandering kind that of back holy
1: men. 80s, back in the 80s, that's yeah, how kids big. died. They went they met someone who was a druid. <laughs> that was the, honestly, if you were like a druid in the 80s, whatever happened, you get 20 years in prison.
2: <laughs> it would
1: be a mental thing. Uh, Kevin Ke- I think actually the other thing is Kevin Sullivan didn't portray a druid. Mm. Kevin Sullivan sullivan portrayed a satanist yes but that's a word that you couldn't really say on american tv right as soon as you got into that that would be absolutely shut down (laughs) so they go um, apparently he's very interested in in the female side of wicca and they go oh
2: calm (laughs) it paganism calm it down calm it down hey steady Wrestle me, Mark. Oh, <laughs> back. We, back. I we shot forgot. our bolt on the chat about druids. Literally forgot what we were doing there. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have confirmed in the last half an hour that Stanley is indeed deceased. So yeah, th- th- for this the people be, who were listening last week... This will be very, news, old news very old news, very old f- news. For, for most people Fear here. Funeral will have happened by the time you l- hear this. Yeah. The stories will start coming out. And <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, what no. happens
1: with modern celebrities.
2: Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I've got a few things to say about Shut up. <laughs> Give it a few months.
1: <laughs> Stan, wonderful Lee. What a, mm. what a terrible shame. Mm. Unlike Johnny Weaver, who is still alive. Yes. I mean, there is no justice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
2: Johnny Weaver. Uh, talking of no justice, let's talk about Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, it's post-Harley Race interview, and and we drink in his whole kind of look that we were talking about earlier on, and yeah. then straight in. His Studio from- 54 Fred West vibe. Yeah, Bob Ross with a kiver we're, we're there. We are there. Really Abdul- powerful Bob Ross. <laughs>
1: that is a good wrestler name as yeah. well. Powerful Bob Ross. I, I am going to paint this canvas with your blood. <laughs> that really works. Note that uh, one down.
2: Let's add let's, uh, let's a little river there of, uh, of your blood. I <laughs> know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm drawing your wife there in tears <laughs> uh, Really good, I enjoyed that Pete, that mm. was great um, We're going to see some wrestling fairly soon, aren't we? Yes, we are mm. What is it, Mark? Well, we're going to go to York Hall mm. Which is in Bethnal Green mm. Very much the home of British wrestling uh, Has been over the years But also for the revival that happened in the early 2000s It's been a very iconic venue I had so much fun watching the last wrestling with you um, We went to see Ring of Honour Yes yes. We saw an excellent uh, Cody Rose Rhodes, uh, Nick Aldis promo that led mm. into All In.
2: Mm. Uh, that was a great day. That but- was a great day. It was a great night as well. Um, and I've got a. a when we were organising the trip, it was actually um, a few friends who live in South London near Crystal Palace where yeah. we watched the the, the the gig, the show, if you will. Yep. And um, so I've, I'm in a Ring of Honor, um, or I think it's called it's just called Men of Honor WhatsApp group with those guys. Nice. Um, but. They, they couldn't make it clearer that they want to hang out with you more than they want to <laughs> hang out with me they could not make it clearer
1: by having a WhatsApp
2: group called Men of Honour <laughs> but I'm not in yeah oh yeah uh, I so
1: think we're going to just... go and see a new, a new uh, group called Fight Forever okay so that should be exciting you Cody Rhodes forever. is on no you can't you can't um, fight forever do you know what guys I appreciate it but it, it will not fit into my schedule <laughs> no exactly um, I've got Christmas coming It'll up it would be long it would be much too long I had you were a druid hungry. I heard you didn't heard you didn't celebrate it, Mark <laughs> I I celebrate original Christmas <laughs> um,
2: but
1: uh, Cody Rhodes is there there's also a thing afterwards which is that there's a, uh, a live episode of a uh, what I, I was about to say rival podcast
2: <laughs> they have been going under a
1: year they do about 90 million an episode <laughs> um, which is uh, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard and uh, a guy called Comrade Thompson I think okay. it's Comrade Thompson mm. I don't listen to other podcasts I've mentioned this before mm. but I don't listen to other wrestling podcasts because I don't want to nick other people's work yes and ideas Mm. and also I don't have
2: two and a half hours people (laughs) complain about hours being too short I think some wrestling podcasts could take a leaf a bigger leaf out of my book if if you think it's too short
1: listen to it twice (laughs) I think that's the easiest way to do it but I I, I do I do think you know for two and a half hours look we're not in the business no part of our appeal is that we we talk about (laughs) Johnny Weaver being evil right
2: (laughs) Johnny Weaver but
1: I I, I think I'd I'd find it sort of like a struggle but there's a live episode of, of that podcast Okay. Um, so I'm not look. Look, I'm not saying that we should bum rush the stage wearing <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes t-shirt. Uh, very much. He's very much our corporate logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can buy enamel pins featuring him. I wonder what his family make of that. It's worth yeah. saying we don't make a huge amount of profit on those. So I there's make, absolutely uh, no point
2: pursuing us. <laughs> oh, Mark deals it. all. I'm, he's not giving me figures. It's fine. I, I don't, don't even care. send it out. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all it is is just basically what I do, is, it's a long-firm scam. <laughs> this podcast is just part of a very well-organised fraud. I'm selling bits of rings that, I found that I'm making up. Yeah, do you want a bit of bloody cotton?
1: I, I, what I do is, like, the easiest way for me to do fake blood is I've contacted Abdullah the Butcher and he just
2: bleeds <laughs> over everything. It's much cheaper than getting real blood. Well, he's, he's got a hell of a circulatory system. <laughs> I imagine he's probably got... He could probably offer you a vein, I, up, do if you know honest. what? I was thinking about this Can I get a metre of your vein, please, <laughs> Abdullah?
1: Watching Abdullah the other day, I was thinking, has anyone in human history... <laughs> bled more over a period of years yes yeah, because like- he he bleeds a lot every night well the blood bank don't want it he's got hep c yeah i mean it's useless blood (laughs) (laughs) i mean you say it's useless it can also lead to huge payouts so it's (laughs) it's not just useless No. but i did think i can't think of any other wrestler who bleeds bleeds as much mm. and i can't think of any other job where you'd bleed as a regular thing that you do every night well
2: there's a guy who has got a very rare blood type of something to do with his blood this is so vague it's obscene um, this, is, but this, saved... is this
1: the plot to Blade 2
2: <laughs> He saved so many people's lives and he has to constantly just keep on giving blood uh-huh. uh, to help these people survive it sounds like a plot to a film but I swear this man exists somewhere something about platelets or some shit yeah got ya and, do mm. they, and they, they might just bang him in the head with a fork <laughs> that's how you get this. that's the most efficient way to get blood
1: out and you know that you know that
2: I think Abdul
1: the Butcher for a living human human being has bled more than any other human being in history. You can look at people like Oga, Oh, there's other people like, oh, you know, mm. a- Atsushi Onita, he's a bleeder and everything, Terry Fung. But no one has been bleeding since about, I think Abdullah started in 65 mm. and he was still going in about 2011.
2: Well, as I said, it's, it's no wonder he's got
1: hem. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm sure he's got, It he ama- must have all of them. It's amazing. He's not just like a
2: husk. <laughs> How does his body produce so much rich red blood? Well, last week, I mean, we're recording this, um, you know, the uh, two weeks ago maybe we are recording this at the start of um, November pretty much first week anyway Uh, last week it was announced that uh, Abdullah will have his uh, retirement ceremony during the Giant Baba 20th Anniversary Memorial Show uh, February of next year at Sumo Hall in Tokyo that's right yeah yeah. I don't think he's doing a match I think his last match might have been it's always hard
1: to tell he's a bit sketchy Abdullah Mm. so it's between 2011 and 2015 Yeah, he had his last sort of competitive match he has been wrestling since 1958 Jesus he was born Born in 1941, mm. and he's been wrestling ever since then. Um, he's very, very famous. He was a great, like Andre the Giant. Mm. Um, he was a, a, a proper uh, what's the word? Attraction. Mm. So you, he wouldn't really be in a federation for year after year. They'd bring him in for the big shows yeah. because his act gets old quickly right? so Abdullah will bleed and he will have a really violent match but the thing is week after week you don't want to see that so Abdullah was one of the great attractions Mm. in wrestling one of the iconic looks as well
2: yeah, I and th- he, he, um, he was in a lot of Japanese adverts for, like, Suntory, um, Ichiban... You um, sent me a great it- one of him doing a, a Lemonade ad. <laughs> yeah, that's Suntory Lemonade. You cannot understand how
1: famous Abdullah was yeah. as a bad guy in Japan. Mm. I, I watched a match from 1979 uh, at one of the um, uh, Japan... Tag team tournaments, mm. which were a very very big thing in Japan for a number of years, right. and it was a match between Abdullah and the Sheik uh, on one side, and the Sheik also a famous attraction. He was also a bleeder, not mm. very great shakes in the ring as a wrestler. Mm. Versus Terry and Dory Funk Jr. Right, and I was watching it thinking this is the peak Abdullah bit where everyone's really frightened of him, and he's he's remarkably sort of like you know s- svelte for Abdullah, which yeah. is not that svelte, but no. he moves quickly and he's he's really good. He you know he just he's on it in these matches. Mm. and he's also on it because he's been paid a huge amount of money mm. but the Funks when they come in the reaction for Terry Funk I've never seen a bigger reaction for anyone in a wrestling arena they are berserk for Terry Funk mm. and it's a really really exciting match as a result Abdullah could work sort of well within confines mm. and if someone else was willing to really really bleed which both the funks were you get a great match mm. but Abdullah is one of those guys who you see him three times in a row and it, it's a bit samey <laughs> I, I was I was looking back again starting in 1958 I don't think there's any wrestler of this modern era who started that far back he mm. claimed to have wrestled Luthez who was the big champion from the 40s to the 60s right. I'm not quite sure where that happened but I'm willing to be proved wrong um, Abdullah actually started he, he is the madman from the sudan he's actually uh, a guy from atlanta georgia mm. he's called larry shreve and uh, when he's been doing shoot interviews he's got quite a
2: high-pitched reedy voice Aww. it's quite gentle well honky-tonk man again I, th- I, th- I thought i watched again this honky-tonk um he kind of looks still looks like the honky-tonk man which is mm. quite funny uh shoot interview and he sort of t- <laughs> he seems to be really annoyed about Abdullah butcher being you know this He's from the sudan and. <laughs> <laughs> he he's not from Sudan, he's from like Canada or something like that. And yes. he comes and he's talking and he's just talking to all the fans and wearing his fucking rings. Why is he doing that? Like, Because he it's like, well, cause, cause you can't be on all the time, can you? You've yeah. got to be off at some point. You're absolutely right as well. I said he was from Atlanta. He isn't from Atlanta. He oh, is, is he, from Canada. He's from Canada, <laughs> Canada right. Yeah, absolutely right. Look at you. Look well, at me. Oh, me. <laughs> all from from an interview, <laughs> an awful interview with uh, the hunky The, the man. best thing I've seen is is
1: uh, when he started in 58, I mean, there was no recording of yeah, uh, th- those periods are, are, are dark, disappeared years. Uh, but he originally had the moniker Pussycat Pickens. <laughs>
2: Ah, that sounds like a proper kind of, like, vaudeville act, If it? someone
1: said to me, which of these ladies of the night would you like to go out with? Would you like to go out with uh, Dolores Stella or Pussycat Pickens? I'd go,
2: oh, it's definitely going to be Pussycat, Pussycat Pickens. Pickens. definitely.
1: Here I am, yeah. boss! Oh, <laughs> oh no. God, look at his
2: head! Um, Fuck it. <laughs> I hear you can fit a, a, a very thin penis. <laughs> Where's all this blood come from? <laughs> oh,
1: let's not. Oh, um, dear. Uh, he... Uh, Abdullah, you know, had a stellar career Mm. without being particularly great. But he is watchable. And this is a great star code for him. He's against um, the Puerto Rican star Carlos Colon, a long-time rival. Carlos would bring him over to Puerto Rico. They would have these incredibly bloody matches. Um, And that's pretty much what they do here. Um, The crowd, when it starts, are not uh, familiar with Carlos Colon, who
2: was a huge promoter. Well, well, uh, from the Wikipedia, there was no... um uh, what do you call him? Uh, over the top of the O's um, that, d- 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 so they does not call I thought his name was Carlos Colon no, no. Movie, yeah, it is spelled uh, colon <laughs> yeah, yeah but there has got like the uh, the um, apostrophe over the top of the O to indicate Calum. gotcha Colon um, he, he, he was
1: a massive star mm. but but a, a very much a regional guy and again that was what the NWA are doing here where you see Star Starcade where they've brought over the big star from Puerto Rico mm. they've brought over Abdullah the worldwide sensation well, and if- they are bringing out
2: all the stars for this one night mm. well they sort of said that they, this was banned south of the border or they, they, this is banned in South America they, they tried doing this and they, these, this... This, this match <laughs> took
1: place every fucking week <laughs> south of the border I mean it was any any time you pick up like a, a WWC which was uh, Carlos Colon's company World Wrestling Council all of those were continuously blood feuds between Abdullah mm. and Carlos Colon they sort of pretty much invented the barbed wire match right? and it would always get more and more violent there, there is a, a something to be said for the fact that Abdullah, his limitations are hidden by the fact he does these just bloodbaths. Yeah. And they are actually quite hard to watch, not because they're sort of gruesome, but because they're quite dull. Yeah. It's just Carlos hitting him in the head with a uh, a fork or a, a gauze wrap pencil. Some of the later ones, when you get to the early 2000s, 2005, I was watching some of the footage of the matches he had with... Devin Nicholson, uh, who uh, accused Abdullah of being reckless Mm. in the ring, using uh, the same razor on himself as Devin Nicholson and transmitting him with hep C. And you see those ones in the 2000s, and they are just, they're not even gory, they're just gross. Yeah, They're really sort of bloody and horrible. Abdullah hitting someone with a coffee pot made of glass and Devin Nicholson's head just explodes in blood. And it's not just that sort of red blood. It's sort of thick,
2: chunky. <laughs> so I thick, mean, it's, it's like red dog what, food. D- <laughs> <laughs> it's this, so horrible. Oh, my word. It's really, Ugh. it's not good. I, I, I'm not sure what I think about the because I've seen so little of it. In the uh, in WrestleManias and stuff, mm. I, I I do find a lot of it a bit. Oh, the thing no. I like most
1: about this match is there's a bit where where Abdullah kicks out of a pin mm. and Carlos Colon jumps onto the referee, <laughs> and then Abdullah gets up really quickly and he goes to do an elbow drop and Carlos Colon moves out of the way and he elbow drops the referee and the crowd go ballistic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the crowd make this whole game They do. They, they lift it. it
1: and they lift it match by match. Mm. And as it goes on, they get more and more into it and it's and it's thrilling. Abdullah is, is just a fascinating guy. He is sketchy. He's, there's something about him that's mm. uh, unlovable so he was uh, finally inducted into the Hall of Fame by the WWE in 2011 he'd never ever stepped foot in a, a WWE ring in his career right? Um, and so he didn't really have an attachment to their Hall of Fame so as soon as they gave him the Hall of Fame ring he just went I'll sell this to the highest bidder it was on eBay briefly <laughs> and he was the first person to break that <laughs> sacrosanct thing yeah. of having this Hall of Fame ring <laughs> I think then Sonny did the same thing and right. it all fell apart a bit but Abdullah the best thing about him is, is he, he you know he lost this £2.3 million yeah. pounds to Devin Nicholson. Uh, he had a judgment against him for, for infecting Devin Nicholson mm. with uh, Hep C. Um, during that time, he was also running his legendary restaurant, uh, which <laughs> oh, no. is Abdullah's House of Ribs and Chinese Food in Atlanta, GA. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> we've been to the key wrestling restaurant, which is yeah. the Ribera Steakhouse yeah, yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah. We've been there, and that, that's great. And I think after that, you go, probably the next one is Abdullah, the butcher's house of ribs and Chinese food. Yeah,
2: And it does, it looks weird. Why it- is the Chinese, why does he need to add Chinese food? Because like... Because <laughs> the ribs aren't very good. <laughs> Chinese Chinese food, you have ribs. It's a, one of those
1: weird American places that's in a funny part of town, and it's obviously on the outskirts of a town, and it looks like it's been made entirely out of like plastic. <laughs> it looks really weird. And you, there's uh, some videos of wrestling fans going there and pertain, taking a pilgrimage there, yeah. and you can see them going, "This is really the best food I've ever eaten in my life." And it doesn't look good. Um, I went man on to who's
2: known to have a blood bond disease.
1: I suppose you'll say, "Well, I don't work there," but then the answer to that is that then why would I go here? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I'm basically on the
1: freehold. Well, this, is, this isn't any fun. All the forks are... Oh, God. Oh, God. A lot of the wrestling fans complain that you don't get forks, you get plastic sporks. Oh, and what? Like,
2: the one thing. The one thing he's one known thing, for. Unbelievable.
1: Um, now, no. it is, he is genuinely one of the most frightening-looking wrestlers you'll ever see. Yeah. And those grooves in his head, which you know were done... I, 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 don't, think, I don't think I've ever seen... And they must have been done really early on, because I've never seen him without them. Yeah, And they are just... They look like a plough has gone over his they head. They look
2: like, you know, the coins... Uh, the um, me- mechanism you put to, um, coins in, in a pool table. Yeah. Just, just like that. And they roll down. Yeah. It, <coughs> it looks just... I mean,
1: I think it was at that point, because he was working every night, mm. you had these deep grooves, and basically, you just slapped them, and then they bubble it would came open, out. And just open, you know? I mean, what a living. What a crazy living. <laughs> Worth saying as well, you can get an action figure of him that was made uh, by Jax, as part of their WWE Classics range right. and it was in the range of all of the stars you love mm. and it, it does have really deep grooves in the nice, head so all well, fair well done well done them um, the restaurant I had a quick look at the thing and there's one review that I saw there it has now shut oh. so we, we cannot be done for like dissuading trade <laughs> from a restaurant owned by Malmuth Hepsi Um <laughs> I would give this place one star for the horrendous food, funky smell, and overall sketchy vibe. Oh,
2: Terry Funk was there, wasn't
1: he? (laughs) But I'm adding one star for good service and Abdullah's pro-wrestling novelty. (laughs) So even a, a lover of Abdullah... Yeah. Um, I love Abdullah what's his (laughs) restaurant like I hated it it it, it, it looked it looked pretty basic (laughs) a bit basic that's all I'm saying Um, Carlos Uh. Colon as well uh, best known of course for for running WWC still he's in the Hall of Fame Mm. Uh, again uh, it's always worth saying when you mention Carlos Colon which the WWE didn't feel was fit to mention that he is implicitly involved in the uh, fudging of the murder of Bruiser
2: Brody is that right
1: Brody was working for him Uh. yes I watched a very good documentary mentioned the other day produced by a company called High Spots which is about Bruiser Brody um, and Tony Atlas uh, who who was the only person to actually witness the murder talks very frankly about it he'd always been worried about talking about it in case of retribution mm. um, from Puerto Rican uh, police and authorities and he talks very very I mean it was he, the murderer of Bruiser Brody is a guy called uh, uh, do you know what it's Invader it just... 1 it's Invader 1 and his name is oh god and I'm not going to say it because if I get the second name wrong someone will go well I didn't do it man <laughs> I... I want only your pin money <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm going to avoid that you can look it up yeah. but it's a really really good documentary very well done Tony Atlas uh, who I'd seen on that and I thought was really really good and really I mean really speaking well I quickly googled him to see what he's up to now and it came up with a photograph of him at a convention where a female wrestler is treading on his face wearing trainers and he is lying there looking absolutely delighted
2: Wow! because
1: he has a crazy uh, big sort of shoe stroke foot fetish
2: like um, The Rock's dad
1: yeah, No, no, no. no. Was that the Rock's dad? No, he no. teamed with the Rock's dad. The Rock's dad does not have a foot fetish, Pete. Oh, piece. right, okay, sorry, I've yeah, already okay, given it's away it's him, right. the enamel pin, Mummy. Sorry. What are you sorry. doing? <laughs> Tony Atlas is the mad Tony foot Tony Atlas is the foot pervert. Yeah, right, okay. huge foot pervert. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? that it, Like, because there's just so much being thrown at me. I know. Like, I do a football podcast now. <laughs> I'm not there to remember anything about football. I like Newcastle United. Yeah. I kind of like football, <laughs> Which but I don't need to remember anything. Which footballers like the feet. <laughs> 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 but, like, so having all of these characters who have real names behind them being thrown at me at the same time, in my head I'm going, oh... If The Rock ever becomes present, this is going to come up. <laughs> His dad is a big foot fascist. You, the it's thing
1: just... is, you're so close with it because Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, who is The Rock's dad, right. were tag team yes, partners. Okay. They worked together. And, and I think, <laughs> weirdly, I don't think you've ever actually seen Rocky Johnson wrestle. I think no, he's I've just seen come him do run ins. In he's, he's done yeah. run ins on, on The Rock, but saved um, him every time. amazing <laughs> that you've now got to the point where if someone said to you, who is Rocky Johnson's tag team partner, chances are you'd go, I think it's Tony Atlas. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're deep in this now, Pete. Foot, I'll have to
2: to link the word footless with Atlas, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's the last thing Tony Atlas last- wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I want to be footful! Uh, it's such a it good photo. It must be really cool to like, uh, really like something you've got yourself. Well, I mean, I mean the great thing, <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? Because he must be going for like pedicures all the time, going, oh, uh, oh look, at those, look at those feet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when he's walking around,
1: he's like, I'm going to see these feet later. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> it be great to be really turned on by something that you've, like, yeah. just is around?
2: Oh, so, I mean, yeah.
1: like uh, Really sort of ugly people. <laughs> that would be great. Imagine being turned on by really ugly people. And you go to, like, a pub. And you'd be like "Ah oh, that, that that girl's really horrific and you'd be over there going, "I'm digging you and she'd be like, "This is great would she or would she be saying I, I'm not into it. It's so a case sorry. by case basis. <laughs> the, the important thing is, as long as it's consensual, knock yourself out. Tony Atlas and his feet consensual. His own feet sucking on his own feet. The man's <laughs> the man's like a closed circuit. Couldn't be happier. Like a Taurus knot. I, of wrestler. I, I, it's good as well because the person standing on his feet is a lady wrestler, and so she's sort of like, oh, you know, this is a bit of fun. I no. know about this, uh, but she, she, you know, she looks into it well not not so much into it as in she's she's just sort of she's not like a tiny woman she, right. there's quite a lot of weight on tony atlas's face and the weirdest thing is How he's did he lying die there. in the exact way he wanted to <laughs> he's lying there in total zen <laughs> happiness you can't see his face but you know he's smiling underneath that tread of the adidas so- ah i'm going to put this up, on, up up on the account because i think it's pure perfection what if someone t- said to me what's the epitome of happiness <laughs> i'd hold up that
2: photo Watch- of a woman wrestler standing on Tony Atlas's face. <laughs> Craig, who we went to watch wrestling with. Uh, I'm looking Scottish forward guy, to this story. Guy, he, has, uh, he showed me a video, or sent me a video of. Um, <laughs> he's actually quite high up in <laughs> business. Don't name it. In business. Don't name it. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's actually well respected. <laughs> um, he, sent picture, he sent me a video of. Um, uh, these guys that are really into farting. Uh-huh. So it's like this kind of like um, like this got young kind of fat guy from like um, I think I think it might have been uh, Midwest, and he's got this beautiful accent. And this bloke is sat on his face, <laughs> wearing full clothes, uh-huh. and just you don't want to make it sexual. No, no. Well, uh, he's not actually. For se- he's sort of sitting. No, he's sort of floating. Uh-huh. over the top of his face and he's just doing farts into this man's face and he's going oh that should stink <laughs> <laughs> and he's so ple like he's not like he's not touching himself he's mm. just going this is brilliant this is good living this is br- but imagine how easy life would be oh. if you could just get off on that. Uh, I mean, I, I, oh. I think about this like... Oh, I, I that re- shit re-
1: stay I'm, I'm 43 <laughs> now, and I've suddenly developed like a slight pain in my knee. <laughs> and if I'd really liked a little like occasional weird twinge of pain when yeah. I'm talking to someone and I take a wrong step, ah! Like, oh, and, you know, imagine being turned
2: on by that. It would make life so much better because at the moment, it's just a pain. They haven't got to develop this as you'd a weird be, kink. You'd be seeing off ibuprofen gel manufactured <laughs> left, right and centre. Yeah. They I need know, to live too. That's That, for me, is like a condom what <laughs> are you doing <laughs> doing the pleasure
1: <laughs> uh, again it, it, condoms are fine don't believe this stuff about them <laughs> reducing sensitivity
2: I'm giving out like
1: personal things like I'm I do you know who I think I am vanilla ice I'm giving out
2: a 1990s <laughs> message to the kids kids uh, we're having fun here Mark no one who's listening to wrestling podcast is having sex <laughs> let's leave that
1: there. I the guy who pays (laughs) the suited man to pot on his face is (laughs) listening... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, that shit stack. He's like really chugging. <laughs> oh. That <This> shit stack. <laughs> well, let's get back to the slightly
1: more edifying sight of Abdullah the Butcher cutting his and own I head open. Mentioned- do you remember when this podcast was about a neglected sports entertainment? This shit <laughs> no, just, stinks. Hey, what's the video you've seen this week? <laughs> <laughs> I, can see you, I can see you writing on a page, which <laughs> normally means you're working out the time <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So you can go back and edit.
0: (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: He has a lot of durability. Tony Atlas started this. It wasn't us, it was Tony Atlas. This is Tony
1: Atlas's fault. Um uh, this this match is is, is a very <laughs> basic version of the one that they used to main event around the world with. Right. Um, so uh, it is what it is. It's nice to see Abdullah. He's a big star, big big old superstar. And Carlos Colon is giving a little bit of the old international flavour, making yeah. it seem like a big event. Mm. But other than that, I mean, it's neither man at their best here.
2: No, that's well, um, only under five minutes, isn't it? And then we go backstage with Angelo Mosca.
1: Oh, this is this, now Angelo Mosca. I'm I'm not familiar with him right. he was never a huge star I remember him better in the WWE in the early 80s where mm. he was a sort of undercard talent Right. but I googled him So his name is Angelo King Kong Mosca. Right. And he does quite a good little uh, bit here. Mm. He's sitting next to Scott McGee, who's been cut open in the match. (laughs) And they've had to go through the whole of Abdullah and (laughs) Carlos Colon. And they pull out the camera and Scott McGee is sitting next to Angelo King Kong Mosca. And Mosca is going, what you did to that kid is disgraceful. Here, here, Here it is, here it is.
2: Angelo Mosca, and Angelo, you got that uh, World's Tag Team Championship match that you are supposed to be a referee in. The question is now, can you you referee in that match?
1: If I had one arm, I would referee this match. That boy that I saw out there tonight almost brought tears to my eyes.
2: (laughs) I saw that crimson red. It reminded me of a 21-year-old boy. Called my son, <laughs> <laughs> a twenty-one-year-old. Called, called my son. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh,
1: <laughs> so Mosca had a, uh, he was he was legitimate in wrestling because he had a long career with the Canadian Football League. Yes. And what is brilliant is I googled him and there is a clip from 2011 mm. of the Canadian Football League Alumni Legends Luncheon in Vancouver. Yeah. And incredibly. King Kong Moscow, back in something like 1964, had had a run-in with another player right, and it was quite a famous thing in the CFL and the other player was called Joe Cap and Joe Cap is by this point 73 and Mosca is 74 mm. and Joe Cap they're doing a sort of on stage thing where they're going was the thing that Mosca did a foul or was it not you know let's have it, have it out yeah. and within 30 seconds of them getting on stage <laughs> Mosca has knocked off Cap's glasses with a crutch <laughs> and Cap then punches him in the face and he falls <laughs> over and it's uh, do you know what it's they are both tough men and Moscow gets back up and everything and Joe Cap refuses to apologise and then does but it's got this this, the person who recorded it managed to catch not just the moment where it happens not just the the build up to it but also the 15 minutes afterwards where Moscow sits there fuming and Joe Cap is basically booed off stage it is so much fun it was a huge story in Canada yeah Uh, Moscow actually ended up auctioning the crutch that he hit Joe Cap with and it went for seven and a half thousand dollars bloody hell so mosca is a legitimate hard man still alive at 74 still picking fights <laughs> god bless him well, he's... the good thing is it started the fight with joe cap coming up and he said i want to give you a flower to apologize and mosca sort of goes why don't you shove it up your ass <laughs> and then it all escalates from there but it was really good to see him still going still being a mental badass um, not a spectacular wrestling career but by that one move he became the world's greatest is wrestler.
2: <laughs> well, he um he's more. He seems to be more well known as a um, maybe possibly because of sh- shit like that. Really, uh, yeah. more as a footballer than than a, than a wrestler. Really. There, there, there were a lot of like Wahoo McDaniel who comes yeah. up later. Wahoo McDaniel's NFL
1: career is amazing. Yeah. So he's a proper legitimate NFL Hall of Famer. His wrestling career was something he did in the downtime. Yeah, um, but he was also a superstar in wrestling. Mm. The problem is. Uh, wrestling has always been sort of slightly looked down upon and whereas I think McDaniel probably enjoyed his wrestling career more than his football career that was still the legitimate career so many of the people who are in the CFL or the NFL are remembered better in those Hall of Fames uh, just because wrestling still remains a minority Mm. grubby sport Mm. Um, talking of grubby (laughs) uh, it's Dick Slater and uh, Bob Orton Jr. versus Wahoo McDaniel and Mark Young blood. Yeah, um, this uh, Bob Orton Jr. would go on. Obviously, he's the father of Randy Orton. He would go on to uh, move to the WWF to do WrestleMania One by 1985. Wahoo McDaniel, who we we're just talking about the big NFL stars. Yeah, um, Wahoo McDaniel had an absolutely stellar career. He played for pretty much all of the big five. American football teams mm. that you could name. So He, he was, was, he was actually Native for, American as well. He was, yeah. Obviously. yeah. He was one of the few people who had a Native American gimmick Him, at this time who actually was. Who, who actually was. Mm. Um, he played for, I mean, listen to this, the Houston Oilers, the Denver Broncos, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and then the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, these aren't small clubs, are they? Not at all. And he was known as Wahoo. the The reason behind his name is his... His dad was called, his his dad' nickname was Wahoo. Right. And so everyone said, oh, you're Wahoo Junior. And no one's ever gone, why was his dad called Wahoo? (laughs) Um,
2: It's (laughs) never been worked out.
1: But they used to, when he was playing for the NFL as a young man, um, whenever he made a, a tackle, the announcer over the PA used to shout, tackle made by, guess who? And the crowd would all go, wahoo! wahoo, there we go. So he was he was a, a very beloved wrestler, real, proper man's man, mm. a drinker, a fighter. Um, there's a story that I, I, I imagine these happen all the time, but he's out drinking with Ric Flair in 1981. They go to a club in the Carolinas. It's called the VIP Lounge. Um, a young wrestler, uh, sorry, a young lawyer mm. came up to Ric Flair and said, uh, I think pro wrestling is fake. Um, Flair slapped the lawyer three times in the face. The lawyer's friends came over. Wahoo McDaniel punched out the lawyer. Then a woman uh, jumped on his back. So he threw her off his back and then he punched her until she was unconscious. Both Flair and Wahoo were arrested and appeared in court, uh, but they got suspended sentences. Uh, There's another story about him as an older man uh, he walked past, I think he'd had an argument with a woman about a parking space, and by this time he was pretty much a pensioner, uh, and he saw a 19-year-old kid in a car laughing at him. So he went over there, and the, the report just says, uh, McDaniel allegedly slapped the young man and then stuck his head in a bicycle rack. <laughs> he was just a big, bad old bear. Uh, he was also famous for his <laughs> chop. As a Native American wrestler, he did the tomahawk chop, right, but he yeah. was one of the first ones who did that real big chop across the chest. <laughs> right. Um, he is uh, tough as old boots. Um, there's a nice parallel here where he's one of the sort of, if you like, the last great drinking, brawling wrestlers. Mm. And of the generation that followed him, Dick Slater was the only one who was like that um (laughs) dick slater was a uh, he was a a journeyman to some degree he was always high in the the middle of the card Mm. uh he was in the nwa for a long time he had a period in the wwe that wasn't very long he returned to wcw in the 90s so he's just one of these hands who is around the stories about his life outside the ring are amazing um When he first came to Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, which is uh, one of the big NWA territories, he was in a bar uh, with Wahoo McDaniel and Tommy Rich and Andre the Giant. And this was in Mm. Atlanta. And someone in the bar made a comment about uh, the wife of of the wrestler Tommy Rich. Um, Rich and McDaniel were very cross about this. Long story short, Wahoo McDaniel is in the parking lot pistol-whipping the man who's made the comment. Jesus and Christ. his gun goes off and shoots Dick Slater in the leg. Oh, my God. And so when the police arrived, Dick Slater had to say he believed he'd been shot by a sniper <laughs> so that Wahoo McDaniel wouldn't get in trouble. The man was shot. With a gun. By his friend. And he's like, I'll sort this out, don't worry. <laughs> eh, all right, officer, it was a sniper.
2: <laughs> he had a Let's very- see the
1: bullet. No, no. <laughs> he had a very famous altercation with a uh, NFL player whose name was John Matsack. And John Matsack is probably best known for later in his career playing the character Sloth in The Goonies. Oh, cool. They got into an argument about a girl when they were at college and uh, Dick Slater beat him Uh, unconscious on a beach. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, these are just... i become... Oh, summer (laughs) nights. Sloth as well. Delightful (laughs) sloth. Um, There's another story about Sting uh, falling, uh, or having a dalliance with Slater's then-girlfriend, who was called Dark Journey. Mm. Slater was working in the Southern Territories. He had a a mixed-race companion, who was also his girlfriend in real life, Mm. called Dark Journey. And that was done just to get heat. Mm. The Southern audiences did not like seeing Slater, a white man, Mm. with a a mixed-race girl. Anyway, behind the scenes, Sting, uh, who became a huge star in the 90s, had apparently overstepped the line, and Dick Slater put his head down the toilet and flushed it again and again, while, I believe, was it Dick Murdoch, held the Ultimate Warrior back, so the Ultimate Warrior couldn't do anything. (laughs) Now, all of his stories are sort of proper old-fashioned wrestling things that are fun to talk about but if he was in this room you know you'd be lying on the floor and he'd have a pen knife at your eye <laughs> he's dead so I can say that without Yay. fear of recrimination about having a pen knife to my eye um, there is of course naturally a darker side to all this um, by the time he gets to the 2000s he is uh, I think his wife he's attempt- you know he gets done for attempted murder right. on her he, he stabs her a number of times in a disagreement he ends up spending a lot of time in prison. He then gets a year's house arrest. I mean, so he blamed it on drugs. And you can see the the police mugshots of him. He looks like a dusty old potato. Mm. And he's he's one of those characters who, he he could have been a big hand, I think, but
2: Poisonal Demons. Ah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're
1: going to not He also uh, Mm. He also hated Vince McMahon, Mm. uh, mainly because he said, and I think he had a a thing here, he was the last of the old school wrestlers, Dick Slater, uh, and he said, Vince McMahon told the whole country we're entertainers. In Japan, I did that bloody stuff with Terry Funk, death matches, all that. If we did that here, they'd see some real violence and make it real again. How many years did we blood, sweat and shit to make people think this wasn't entertainment, but it only takes one person to ruin something and we'll take that ruin to our grave. So he was very upset about the way that wrestling changed. Right. Just an old outlaw... Yeah. And uh, he's all right in this. I mean, it's a bit of a disappointing <laughs> coda to yeah, the good I don't stories. Really
2: want to <laughs> no. Well, the start of it is quite weird because, like, the microphone sort of dies. There's constant sound problems in this. I know it's new, but they I mean... They keep on
1: trying to get Dusty Rhodes to do an interview, and yeah. that keeps dying. So Dusty
2: Rhodes has to do it again later on, um, I think. Um, but, like, the, they actually, the, the in ring announcer starts to sort of. And the microphone only comes back in. Um, as he says the words Dusty Rhodes. So I just think he fixed the microphone. Dusty
1: yeah. Rhodes just fixed the microphone. There's a funny thing about Dusty Rhodes here, which is that Dusty Rhodes is one of the biggest stars in all of those territories. Mm. And for some reason, he didn't have a match yeah. at Starcade. They they set him up as being the next contender to the winner of the Flair race main event. Mm. But Rhodes is, is absent. It's bizarre. The man who came up with the name Starcade, who was probably... I You could make an argument to say he was the second... Most popular wrestler in the in the companies that they had there, mm. and he isn't on the card. Mm. It, it's it's a really odd historical and, and uh, oh. Uh, historical animal. animal. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and. Anomaly? Anomaly! Anomaly. Fucking ba- yes.
2: Back on top. Back on top. <laughs> uh, and we will be back next week with more from Starcade to 83 uh, for the final dose of uh, what's really heating up uh, after a lot of domestic abuse, Look, a lot of. Uh, a lot, men of, a lot in in of people have toilets. said. I
1: cannot wait till you guys tackle the match between Charlie Brown and Kabuki. <laughs> and guys, next week we will make that dream a reality. I've
2: got a lot to say about Kabuki and I don't really understand the whole situation. And if <laughs> I'm on <completely opposite laughs> myself Formula alert Wrestle <laughs> <laughs> me Mark. Wrestle me Pete